This is Three Valleys Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewitt Park. Is a bloom shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room, no space to rent in this town. You're out of luck, and the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck, and you're not moving anywhere. You thought you found a friend. Take you out of this place Someone you could lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day Welcome to Glover's Golden Oldies We talk to Glover's heroes of the past two decades. Welcome to Glover's Golden Oldies. This is the show where we get hold of some of the stars of the last couple of decades and we have a long chat with them. They play us a little bit of music and generally we catch up on some of the old memories. And this week we're joined by Kevin Gall. Okay, well, Kevin, um, let, let's just start right from the, the day one, really. What's your first memory of when you you know you first started playing football as a, as a kid? Um, oh, as a kid? Um goes back to my older brother um who was he was playing under tens at the time uh back in Merthyr um and I was play I was sort of 
pushed into his team. I was I'm five, six years younger than him, so I was I was like four or five really. Yeah, uh, that's my sort of first memory of uh, um, of of sort of playing and um, getting involved with the kit on and stuff like that. But uh, my first sort of real memory of of playing and where it got a bit serious was obviously from from about under tens, under elevens when I started going up to uh, Norwich. I got asked to go up to Norwich City. Um, and then obviously after Man United, played for Man United in the Kiel Cup uh, with Joe Cole. And then it sort of started getting a little bit serious from then, really. So somebody obviously spotted you playing in, in, in the youth games, for sure, to, to uh, you know get that attraction then. Yeah, there was a guy from uh, Bristol area called Richard. Um, and he was he was well known around the sort of South West and South Wales and stuff for sort of looking for players. Obviously, I had no idea what, what it meant at the time, but got invited up and uh done really well going up there and everything and uh yeah just sort of just sort of went from there and changed county teams are sort of mirtha where i was playing at the time the county team folded and i ended up having to go and play for um one of the other county teams about 10 15 minutes away right. um and we sort of we had a really good group of players and did really well and um Sort of was scoring, scoring a lot of goals at that age, and and sort of got picked up from that in in the sort of Wales squads and stuff for like under thirteen stuff like that, really. Yeah, yeah. So it just sort of went from there, really. And when did you start? I see it says here you ended up at Cardiff. Well, you started at Cardiff. Um, yeah. What was that? Your first real sort of club? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I went to Norwich, um, and uh, obviously it was hell of a long way away. Yeah. So. Um, I was just going up a couple of times in school, obviously school holidays, and then I got invited to go up to Man United. I played in the Keel tournament with uh, and Joe Cole played, a couple of other players, Rodri Jones from Wales who played at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that went really well, and then I actually got um, Osgood Schlatters, um, which is obviously the over sort of growth spurt injury, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't play for about seven or eight months, and then. Um, um, Gavin Tate, I think he's involved with England schoolboys now, but Gavin Tate was one of the guys down at Cardiff City and uh, he asked me to go down and I signed schoolboy forms down at Cardiff and uh, yeah, that was the sort of first real involvement professionally really down there, for, pretty you know, for sort of full time. And can you remember what year that was? Because all they got on uh, Wikipedia is a question mark. <laughs> um, I'd say that would have been. I, uh, I'd say that would have been about ninety three, around about nineteen ninety three. So I would have thought. So you were roughly there for about four years, then. That sound right? No, well, I was at Cardiff for about. Um, yeah, it was about at Cardiff maybe for about two years, and then um, under fourteens, I got called into the Wales under fifteen squad. Um, and um, basically, sort of after that, um, I played the first game for Wales in the 15s in the Adidas Victory Shield. Um, I think I scored the first ever goal for in the Adidas Victory Shield against England at Cardiff City in Indian Park. Oh, yeah. Um, and after the game, uh, John Murray, who was head of Newcastle, um, one of the scouts at Newcastle United, he asked me to go up and, and have a trial, basically, up at Newcastle. But... So, um- if 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 you considered Norwich to be a long way away, or well, Newcastle was even bloody further, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really was, mate. To be fair, yeah. So it was like uh, I think I was destined to move away from Merthyr very early, to be honest. But yeah, uh, yeah it was. I sort of went up and uh, we play, we actually played in a trial game. Funny enough, against Carnarvon Town. All right. Um, which was, but obviously at the time, Kenny Dagley had just taken over Newcastle and. Um, 
you know, we got sort of all went up there. I was 14 years old, mm. went up there, sort of played in a trial game. And um, in the first 25 minutes, I scored four goals. Um, and Kenny Daglish and John Carver were stood on the side and basically said, listen, we want to sign you straight away. Whatever, whatever it takes, we want to sign you. And what did that feel like? Um, a bit surreal, really, because um, mm. at the time, you know, I, thought, I think back nowadays, 13, 14 year olds, they know a hell of a lot more um, about the game and stuff. They, mm. Obviously, it's more on the telly and stuff. Back in back then, we you know we didn't really know too much, really, to be honest. Eh? No, so it no. was it was sort of a little bit surreal, and uh, you know, to sort of know that somebody was offering a, um, a an opportunity and. Um, to be honest, I didn't know how, how it all worked and what needed to happen. And they offered me a five-year professional contract sort of straight away. And I was sort of, I couldn't really turn it down, really. It was just sort mm. of uh, something you just sort of jump at the chance. And uh, yeah, I think I think they ended up, I think they ended up having to pay Cardiff City. I think it was 300 grand, but they had to pay 150 grand up front. Oh, really? um, so they, they had a bit of, you know, more, more a bit of faith in you to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's and you know, I mean, it was, it was sort of something that was, that was quite a big thing, really. And Cardiff got mm. some money out of it, and you know, I think that back then it was quite a lot of noise was was sort of said about it and stuff. You know, in especially in the sort of South Wales Cardiff area, and mm. um, yeah, it was it was great and. Went up to Newcastle and lived in a hotel for two years, which wasn't really <laughs> ideal. But uh, no, that was uh, that was just the start of it, really. But yeah, just jumped at the chance, really. Did you get anywhere near the, the, the Newcastle first team or reserves or you know whatever? Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, I progressed through. I was, I think, I was there for for a good five or six years, really. And um, mm. um, yeah, just I sort of progressed through. I was, I was sort of top goal scorer you know in the sort of under 17s under 18s and then I was training with the first team with, with quite a few of the other players really it wasn't just myself but mm. a few of the other lads sort of got through and um, I actually scored on my uh, reserve team debut I actually scored a overhead kick against Sunderland in my on my on my reserve team debut and um, um, yeah it was just I played play for the reserves quite a few times um, and and then one day, sort of, I had a little bit left on my contract, and one day got, you know, sort of brought in by Bobby Robson and Alan Irving at the time, and they sort of said, you know, listen, it might be tough for you to, you know, to break through. I, I mean, I, you know, to be honest, I had people like Alan Shearer, Les Ferdinand, Ian Rush, Kevin Gallagher, um, Duncan Ferguson, all them kind of names were all sort of playing for Newcastle first team. So, at the time, to be honest. I, I sort of I wasn't silly enough to think you know I'm I'm good enough to to go and take these guys places and stuff, so um, I looked to sort of move on really from there. Who were they anyway? Duncan Ferguson. Ian well, Rush, yeah, who exactly. were they? yeah, yeah. Who were yeah, they? So, We're talking yeah, Kevin Gall here. Yeah? I know, I know. But <laughs> hey, listen, it's one of them things that sort of mm. you always look back on and think that if only and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like I say, it's just it's not one of them things that you can. You can sort of live off, really, but it's uh, you have to just get on with it. But you must have made, you know, made a bit of a name for yourself initially. All right, four goals in front of Kenny Dalglish, then he signs you, and then you get into the reserves and you score an overhead kick against of all people Sunderland. So that yeah. must have surely, tur- you know, turned you into a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a hero. Yeah, we like I say with the, with the Newcastle fans, and I think everybody is obviously well known now. The Newcastle fans and what they're like as people up there, they're all football mm. crazy and. You know, even as a youth team player, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, walking around town, 
you know, people asking for your autograph and stuff. He was very, very different to what I'd ever sort of mm. known really from growing up and, and stuff like that. So it was good. Um, looking back on it, I wish I'd taken a lot of people's advice and probably done a little bit more to try and work up my game and stuff. And so I always now, if I ever get an opportunity to speak to young academy players, it's always to say, listen, just do more than what you think you can do or more than what you should be doing because you can never take them years back really, you know, which is, no, no. you know, which is, you know, which is to, for me, like I say, I mean, listen, I had a, I had a fantastic, I loved every, every minute of my career and, and stuff and I wouldn't change it, but I wish I'd done a little bit more and stuff at the younger age. Um, cause I think it would have helped me and helped me a lot more really. I suppose you keep asking yourself what might have been if I had done it sort of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But well, definitely. I mean, it's like, to be honest, I mean, my career was, I think I was, I mean, I, I say it, not lightly, but I think I was quite unlucky. Um, a few points in my in, throughout my career, not to sort of kick on and go and play higher and play mm. at a sort of different level. But like I say, listen, everything happens for a reason, and you know it. It sort of didn't materialise when different different opportunities came around. But like I say, I, you know, I look back and and I enjoyed every every sort of every sort of minute of it really. So then you moved on to uh, Bristol Rovers. Yes, fifty appearances, five goals. How was your time there? Um, frustrating um, at the end um, I actually went I actually left well I was actually still at Newcastle and I went I actually went down to the exit trials right well this is where we start to hear some of Kevin's choices of music and I use the word music advisedly and the first one we're going to hear from is uh, called Notoriously Big fuck all you hoes get a grip motherfucker yeah this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kick it free. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Schemes. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. personal with Robin Leach and I'm far from cheap I smoke stuff with my peeps all day spread love it's the Brooklyn way the Moet and Alizé keep me pissy girls used to diss me now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen this rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff now honeys play me close like butter play toast from the Mississippi down to the east coast condos and queens in dough for weeks sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak 
living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know, nigga Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone till about 2G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pips a act with minks on her back. And she loves to show me off, of course Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us No heat, wonder why Christmas missed us Birthdays was the worst days Now we sip champagne when we thirsty uh, Damn right I like the life I live Cause I went from negative to positive And it's all And if you don't know, now you know, nigga uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Math Label. Uh. Uh. Yeah. I. go then what did you make of that that was notoriously big by juicy or it might have been juicy by notoriously big i'm not really sure to be honest but um it turns kevin on so who am i to argue with the guy um which was for the pro all the premier league teams um it was at lillishall and went down there for two or three days and, and actually played in trial games in front of a lot of scouts and um and sort of universities and stuff like that and Actually, on the day, I think I played in the first game. I scored in the first game. It was they were only half an hour games, but played in the first game, scored. Played in the second game and scored, and the third game and scored. So I'd scored three goals in three games, and uh, again, actually went back to the guy Richard, who actually used to take me to Norwich City when I was ten or eleven years old. He was actually now scouting for Bristol Rovers. Right. So um, him and the, the then uh, manager, Gary Thompson, um, of Bristol Rovers, they were both there actually watching. 
so they actually sort of pulled me to the side and uh, mm. I'm not sure they were allowed to do that but they actually did and because <laughs> I knew Richard they pulled me to the side and said would you like to come down to Bristol Rovers um, we'll offer you a contract uh, come down he was I think it was 18 months contract at the time and to be honest I, I, I said yeah I mean I had a load of offers of trials to go back to Cardiff, Swansea. I actually got offered to go over to some of the North big universities, North Carolina University. I actually got offered to go to Guadalajara in Mexico. No problem. So yeah. I had lo- I had lots of different options at that age. I think because of I was coming from Newcastle and it was quite a big thing, really. I think a lot of people. I was a striker. I was scoring goals at the time. I think a lot of people sort of take chances on young players coming out of big clubs and stuff like that so I had, a, I, I had a lot of options but back to sort of home you know Bristol I, I went back to live at home uh, first of all and uh, yeah really enjoyed the first the, the back end of the season we actually got relegated which wasn't ideal but they were a really good bunch of guys I mean people like Nathan Ellington um, you know David Hillier you know people like that you know there was there was a lot of sort of big name sort of ex-players and stuff like or four like sort of coming to the end of their career that played at Bristol Rovers and I thought they could help my career and, and help me personally which they did they were all really good um, but then when when Gary obviously got the sack um, and Ray Graydon came and took over um, it really just became a totally different football club to be honest it was yeah. um and, and that's nothing against Ray because Ray, Ray Ray's a really good guy, but Ray just wanted his own players and stuff. And uh, at one point, I mean, I was for for a couple of months. I was driving over from Wales an hour and fifteen minutes just to do twelve minute run around the pitch and go home. Yeah. So it was it wasn't ideal. Um, I was on like I say, I was on decent money coming from there. Um, but I really for for a couple of months I wanted to you know I just I just wanted to play football and play games and stuff really. So. Uh, and that's obviously when the opportunity came with uh, with with Gary Johnson. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, that's where me and you started to touch base again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Yeovil Town, you played 136 games, there was 26 goals according to Wikipedia, uh, which was quite clearly, when you look at your your record, uh, you know, your best spell without any question. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it it, it was definitely my. Um, more successful part of my career and the most enjoyable uh, part of my career to be honest um, it actually started off very to, to be honest quite luckily really obviously um, I still had quite a, quite a bit left on my contract at Bristol Rovers um, Gary Johnson was only offering me a trial um, at one point um, they were top of the league um, so I had a big decision to make and Bristol Rovers were in no position to want to pay me about my contract so Actually, I know a lot of people probably do know this, but I actually ripped up um, a, a, quite a big sum of money, really, up my contract and left my contract at Bristol Rovers just to go on trial down at Yeovil. Mm. Um, so we played a we played a reserve team game or like a sort of a, a friendly uh, trial match against Torquay United. Um, and the, the, the best thing I remember from it was there was myself and another guy who was a striker and Yeovil Town really needed a striker at the time and uh, it was myself and him we were both on trial we played first half we were two we were two one up I, I assisted both goals and he scored both of them so we're both on trial you know Gary Johnson wants a goal scorer and, and I've I've set him up both goals and he scored both goals so 
you know, I'm, I always remember Gary Johnson saying to me at half time, you know, Kev, listen, he said, you know, I need a striker to score goals. He said, this guy scored two um, and you haven't scored yet. So I actually went out second half and scored three. Oh, well, um, fair Yeah, which, you know, so, and that was that was the start of my Yorba Town journey, really. Gary mm-hmm. Johnson offered me a contract till the end of the season. Um, and obviously at the time it was obviously on a hell of a lot less money than what I was than what I was getting at Bristol Rovers at the time but for me it was just an opportunity they were a really good bunch of lads always remember going in and uh, straight away people like you know Skivo Darren Way uh, John O Gav Williams people like that who were, who were big characters um, you know that, that just stood out really and, and they were the kind of lads I thought you know what I, th- I think this would be a really good group to play for mm. Um and yeah, just uh, jumped out of the chance and uh, kept her in town. My, my my sort of debut came on and scored in that game, so it just sort of went from there, really. What would you say is your, your highlight at Yeovil? I mean, there must have been one moment that really sticks out in your mind. Um, I th- to be honest, I to be honest, I really and I know I know this sounds funny, but I really enjoyed the whole time until Gary Johnson left. Yeah. Um, Gary was good with me. Um. I always say to Gary now, I still speak to Gary and, and obviously Lee and a few of the guys and you know, I always say to Gary now I wish I'd I wish I'd played more as a striker, you know, when he was there because I, I know I played a lot a lot of times on the wing and stuff. Hmm. Um you know, but I think when I played as a striker I, I you know, I, I sort of scored goals and, and stuff. So I wish I wish I'd got that more time. But obviously going and going from I think the best part really was, you know, leaving Bristol Rovers on such a low and then going into a Yeovil Town team that was so dominant in that league that year and actually winning the league, I think that was the start of my probably best time, you know, mm. at the club, really. Um, I think winning the league, winning, winning, winning the conference that year uh, was such a big thing for the club. Yeah. Um, and then just kicking on and, and, and actually going into the league and, and probably scoring, you know, like I say, scoring Yeovil's first ever league goal. Probably that you know was on a par really of, of yeah. sort of, uh, of 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 some of my best times at the club really. Well, that very hot uh, Saturday afternoon at Rochester, do you remember it? It was very very hot. Yeah, yeah. I do remember it. Very yeah. very hot, and uh, I, I, I just remember scoring and running over to to the um, Skibo wasn't playing that game, and uh, I remember running over to the boys, and Skibo was obviously the captain at the time, and you know we going over to the lads and having such a good. Having such a good group of lads and and such a strong bond that we mm. all had, um, I think Yeovil brought that out in us because Yeovil's such a small place where it's everybody wanted, you know, everybody was living in the same place. Everybody mm. was very close. We, you know, where we were all like, we all spent a hell of we spent, we all spent every single day together and we all yeah. did everything together. And the night before a match, we'd all go and have a meal together and stuff. So there was a lot of. A lot of stuff that, like I say, we you know we did, we did as a group that I think brought us all so you know together really. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, like I say, it was really enjoyable, really enjoyable times down then. Was Carl Orford there during that year? Or was it? it no, I think he, I think he, I think he must have left then. Uh, obviously, I knew the guy, knew Carl, I knew Carl's name and stuff because he was obviously a legend of the club and scored so many goals. Mm-hmm. So me coming in as a striker, I needed to sort of make my mark a little bit because yeah. um, you know you had somebody like that that was such an iconic person at the club and stuff so it was 
I, I had sort of big boots to fill, really. Don't call him iconic if he is that. He's well, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Him. Yeah, yeah, I was, I know. <laughs> but um, no, I was thinking, you know, it was the year before he was there because, because he scored the goal in the in, in the, the um, in the trophy in the final. final, didn't yeah, he? In the trophy yeah. final, yeah. Yeah, and then we got a promotion the next year, sort of thing, you know. So yeah. eventually, you left Yeovil, uh and you ended up again. You you got to sing about the Northam. You end up at Carlisle United, which is a, a hell of yeah. a long way away again. Yeah, yeah, it was strange because. Because, like you say, obviously Tomo took over at Yeovil at the time, and uh, to be honest, I mean I had a good relationship with, with with Gary and Tomo at the time, and and to come towards the end of the season and be told that you know I wasn't going to be kept on at Yeovil after all I'd done for the club at the time, I was very, I was hmm. I was surprised, I was disappointed. Hmm. Um, well, you would be, but yeah, and, and and I mean to be honest, I think that after a sort of a couple of attempts for uh, uh, some other clubs that wanted that that sort of tried to um, take me from Yeovil um, earlier, just before Gary had left and stuff. So I thought that you know I was in a good place. I mean, I remember one pre-season, um, I scored a hat trick against Preston. I scored against Wolves. Hmm, scored against was... Brentford. You yeah. know, and I, I and I was doing really well. I was on no and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, I I was disappointed that you know that obviously at that point um, I got told that it was sort of okay. Are you ready for track number two? Well, track number two is called Changes, I think, and it's by a group called Two Pack. That's two and P A C. So here it is. In the morning and I ask myself It's like worth living, should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch Cops give a damn about a Negro Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero Get it back to the kids, who the hell cares? One less hungry mouth on the welfare Worship them, don't let them deal with brothers Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead I got love for my brothers, but we can never go nowhere Unless we share with each other we gotta start making changes Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers And that's how it's supposed to be How can the devil take a brother if he's close to me? Uh, I let it go back to when we played as kids But then it changed And that's the way it is Come on, come on That's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah Just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah I see no changes All I see is racist faces Misplaced hate makes disgrace to racist We under, I wonder what it takes to make this One better place, let's erase the wasted Take the evil out the people, they'll be acting right Cause both black and white, and smoke a crack tonight And the only time we chill is when we kill each other It takes guilt to be real, time to heal each other And although it seems evident, we ain't ready to see a black president uh, It ain't a secret, no concealed a fact A penitentiary's back, and it's filled with blacks But some things will never change Try to show another way, but you're staying in the dope game Now tell me what's a mother to do Being real, don't appeal to the brother in you you gotta operate the easy way. I made a G today. But you made it in a sleazy way. Sell a crack to the kid. I gotta get paid. Well, hey, well, that's the way it is. Come on. Come on. 
that's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah Oh come on, that's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah, we gotta make a change It's time for us as a people to start making some changes Let's change the way we eat, let's change the way we live And let's change the way we treat each other You see the old way wasn't working so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive And still I see no changes, can a brother get a little peace? It's war on the streets and a war in the Middle East Instead of war on poverty, they got a war on drugs so the police can bother me And I ain't never did a crime, I ain't have to do But now back with the box, giving it back to you Don't let them jack you up, back you up, crack you up, and pip smack you up You gotta learn to hold your own, they get jealous when they see you with your mobile phone But tell the cops I can't touch this, I don't trust this When they try to rush, I bust this Number two, you say it ain't cool. My mama didn't raise no fool. And as long as I stay black, I gotta stay strapped. And I never get to lay back. Cause I always gotta worry about the payback. Some buck that I roughed up way back. Coming back after all these years. Right, tat, 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 tat. That's the way it is. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah never change Well there you go, Tupac and Changes Little bit of music in that one I thought This is Three Valleys Radio Coverage Oh what a shot! My time had ended there, which was obviously, which was obviously a little bit, you know, sort of strange mm-hmm. going to another club. But um, obviously, Paul Simpson um, up at up at sort of Carlisle. I mean, he he'd sort of, you know, he'd sort of seen what I had done at Yeovil and and straight away offered me a contract to go and sign there. Um, I actually got offered a contract to go and um, to go and sign for Cheltenham Town with John Ward as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Carlisle sort of being the sort of bigger club at the time, um, I decided to go up to uh, to Carlisle. And three days after I signed for the club, Paul Simpson left and went and signed for Preston as manager. So <laughs> I was sort of back in limbo, where you know, again, a club had sort of I'd left on a on a bit of a low, on a bit of a, a big disappointment, really leaving Yeovil and then going to a club and looking forward to playing again, and then the manager leaving and going to another club so I was back to sort of square one really mm, yeah absolutely and I mean look at it from that point on although you played 66 games for them and scored nine goals according to this mm. um, yeah. but then you had three loan spells Darlington Lincoln and Port Vale can you you know did you sort of subconsciously wonder whether things you know were going wrong for a reason but you couldn't put your finger on it you know was it um yeah the, to be honest neil mcdonald came in at um, at carlisle and i actually played every 52 i played 52 games that season Did i you? think i missed i think i missed one game all season mm. um so i really put my mark down i think i scored eight goals that season um i scored four goals in the first two games I, I you know i was doing really well and my sort of game was 
I was back where I was really enjoying playing football again um, and stuff like that. And then the first game of the next season, um, there was a big thing at Carlisle where Neil McDonald um, was going and trying to sign Joe Garner, um, who was obviously at Blackburn at the time. So they, they'd, they'd bought Joe Garner for a record fee. I think it was under 40 grand at the time. And um, the first game of the season, we played Walsall away. Um, and um, we drew when I started... Joe didn't play in that game when he was the new signing and basically I'd scored in the game we drew one all um, and then uh, to be honest the manager came in after the game uh, the next day sorry and shook everybody's hand and said right guys I've, I've, I've got the sack basically so <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it was it was it was funny because then obviously uh, Greg, Greg Abbott took over um, when I got on really good I still get on really great with Greg and uh, funny enough I'm working with him now and stuff and get on great with Greg and sort of it worked out um, when he was a caretaker and I played a few games and then sort of um, and then John Ward came in mm. um, as manager and I was actually sort of the first thing that John Ward said to me when he when he came in he said oh shook my hand he said oh, I finally get to work with you Kev because yeah. he actually tried to sign me before Carlisle but uh the funny thing was I never played a game under John <laughs> well I actually did it was Bristol Rovers away on I think it was December the 28th that year that was the first sort of the first sort of time I'd been involved so yeah I went on loan to a few different clubs and, and stuff so looking back on it I personally think I was a little bit unlucky a little bit hard done to a little bit mm. so I think I had more to more to give a little bit to be honest but hey listen football's about the, um, you know about opinions and if if a manager comes in and wants his own players and don't think you're right for the team and stuff, you have to respect that. And I've never burnt any bridges. And I mean, there's many stories. There's many more stories I've got of that with different managers and stuff. But I never I never hold it against it. They have a, they have a big job to make and to do and decisions to make. And it's not easy for them either. So you know, listen. As much as you take it personally as a player. Um, you sort of have to look past that a little bit. And now I've got a bit, a bit older and stuff now. I, I look back on that and I think, you know, maybe, you know, I was right to sort of be disappointed. But also you can't, you, you know, you can't worry about what's happened and stuff. You just sort of, you know, you, it is what it is. And, you know, things things happen and you just got to sort of get on with it, really. Yeah, and I, th I think, you know, as you get a little bit older, you, you realise that, you know, there are times in my life when I've had sort of felt like telling people to, you know, what to yeah. do. But, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's better to just bite your lip and just yeah, move on. Yeah, to be honest, age, a lot of players will agree with what I'm saying, that, that mm. when, you, when you're playing at the time, you don't think about the future at the time. You don't think about, oh, in 10 years' time, I'll look back on this. You think about in the moment. You think yeah. about right there and right now. So when you're not playing... You, you are annoyed, you are disappointed because really you train five days, six days a week to play on a Saturday. Mm. And when you're not playing on a Saturday, obviously you're going to be upset and annoyed. So uh, yeah, nobody can hold that being annoyed against you and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's some, something like that. I mean, I was quite an outgoing player. You know, I was I used to like a laugh at a joke and stuff like that. And even when I wasn't involved, I used to like, you know, I, I, always, I always used to train hard. I always used to train well. Um, but I also liked a bit of a laugh and a joke, and some managers don't like that. Mm. So, you know, it's it's, and I look back at it and think, well, maybe John Ward didn't really like that and stuff. So, you know, John was a bit older school and stuff like that. So, hey, listen, it's it's one of them things. It's like I say, I mean, it's 
if I, you know, I, I had a sort of a, a worse experience with Dean Saunders, you know, uh, when I went to Wrexham and stuff. But hmm. listen, I always, I always send Dean a message at Christmas, saying Merry Christmas. You know, listen, I don't hold it against, hmm. I don't hold it against anybody. It's you know, football, football's such a cutthroat business, and you know, so people have decisions to make. So, in the time, you do take it personally, but when you look back on it now, it's you just sort of yeah. let it go by, you know. So, you know, moving on a minute, Darlington, York City, Wrexham, FC Dallas. What was all that about then? Because it says that you didn't play for them as such, but... Well, no, well, funny enough, I mean, before that, uh, again, a lot of people won't know. I don't know if anybody knew. I actually came back when Skivo was manager. I actually came back on trial um, at Yeovil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went down to Devon on pre-season tour with, with Yeovil. I was sort of told there was a contract there for me and stuff, and then... A week before the season happened, Skibo called me in and said, Kev, we don't have any budget left, we can't sign you. So, again, another hard one to take at the time. Um, listen, never hold against Skibo. He had a decision to make. He was, he, was the, he was the club's manager. It was his decision. Um, and he just moved past that. And, and actually, I did, I did all that pre-season. And then to actually train for a couple of, couple of weeks or maybe a month or so, maybe more than that, on my own because I didn't have a club. Yeah. And I ended up going to play for Darlington. Um, I actually signed for Darlington for 50 quid a week. Really? Funny enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was just my petrol expenses. So yeah. I was literally playing for nothing in League Two for Darlington. I think I played seven seven or eight games, scored three goals, had a terrible season. They did as a club. Um, and then, you know, I was promised, a, a Steve Staunton came in, I was promised a contract. And then he pulled me in and said, we can't pay you anymore. I said, well, you're actually not paying me, <laughs> you know. Oh, we, oh, okay, we can't pay your expenses anymore. And at the time, I was willing to play for free, I just, 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 uh, yeah. just to go there. So I ended up leaving. Um, Darlington actually signed me on a full-term contract when they only they, they, they were actually told me they were going to sign me on a non-contract. So I actually had to go back to Steve Stone and ask him, can you re-sign me? as a player and loan me to York City who actually want to play me. Mm. So that that's what I did at the time. Went to York City. They were doing really well. Martin Foyle, who obviously I have a lot of respect for. Um, known Foyle a long, long time. Foyle chased me for a long, long time uh, at Port Vale and uh, actually went to York. And for the first 14 games, um, they won 14 out of 14 and, and, and I, I never played. So I think I played one game, scored one goal. Um, and didn't really sort of have a great time there because it was just at a time where York were doing quite well and he didn't change the team and stuff like that. So mm. again, another sort of decision was made that sort of went against me a little bit. And then that I left left York, went to Wrexham, signed uh, signed a signed, signed a contract at Wrexham um, with Dean Saunders. And to be honest, I only the decision I made with Wrexham was I signed for Wrexham because Dean Saunders was assistant manager for Wales at the time. And I thought, you know what, I'll give it one last go. If I do well and I score goals and I do really well at Wrexham, which I was confident I did, I thought, you never know, I might get that Wales call-up that I've always wanted for the national team. Yeah. Um, and that's what I signed for Wrexham, played every game in pre-season, did really well, came to the first game of the season and was on the bench. So, again, don't know what it was. Don't I have no idea. Um, I had a bit of a fallout with Dino um, because of you know something that was said that wasn't said, and we pulled him up each other on it, and sort of said no, no problem. 
Um, and then basically sort of said, listen, Kev, we'll pay you about your contract and we'll offer you we'll offer you a week's wages and when I had a year's contract left. So That was good of him. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it was uh, but again, I know it was it wasn't his decision, it was probably the club at the time and stuff. Mm. So um I said, you know what, I'll come in come in every single day and train with the kids, which I did, yeah. uh for about a month. Okay, time for some more music, and this is a group called M E N Two, and the tune is called Tune. It's called a Bugsy Malone. You know, I hit the top like I don't know what. Now five hundred play doh pop, and he's man trying to take my spot when I'm sitting at home with writer's block. But he's not an MC as eloquent as me. Let me get that clear. And my accountant said. I can make a million and not make a track this year Now how's that for a turnover? I made a G-Lay and a holster Felt like I looked in the mirror when I seen the new JD poster And they sold out so fast They want me to sign contract like they're O2 or Voda In exchange for exposure But still I don't feel any closer to the real answer Why did I want to be a gangster? When will I get rid of this pain? Feels like I'm in handcuffs I want to fly to the south of France I want to learn how to salsa dance The chef come here Cause everybody in the restaurant kept watching man And I'm thinking Wait, are they watching, man? Did he think I'm a prick? Already just secret fans Blessed by God, fear no man But my heart still beats when I see a police fan I was hungover In Phuket, I couldn't stay sober I needed a break from pulling a straight face I don't play poker I was out there looking at the pelicans Stroking the tigers and elephants MCs all fighting for relevance But I'm on the next level of eloquence and where do I get it from? Did I get it from him? Could it be a white? Could it be a black thing? Must be the reason I'm the captain Must be the reason I overlapped him Cause I'm dedicated Me, I could've got relegated imagine i would have hesitated where would i be if i never made it but i did now i'm in a new seven bedroom crib with spotlights in the ceiling it's sick no bean bag i've got a lamborghini on a ramp and i don't use it i've got a grand piano in front of the moaner and everything cocaine white but i don't get to see it much these days because i'm always out taking a flight thinking about before it all went bad i never got dissed off my real dad now he tells people that i never give him anything as if he was there from scratch how did he get so negative between old friends and fake relatives i've come quite far when I reminisce to get rid of these toxic energies An old friend tells people that I put money on his head As if I'm still pissed off And we was friends from about year nine And he tried to get my door kicked off Cocaine's one hell of a drug Yeah, I've seen what he does I watched man fall from the mountains Turn from a bad boy to a scruff I'm still out here holding it up I'm still backstage holding a cup Dark is still my co-defendant I'm in a film about money and drugs I told my agent Tell Guy Ritchie he don't need to pay me As I was watching Snatch That's my all-time favourite gangster movie I ended up in the GR singing Irish songs to the ukulele Sophisticated conversation had me feeling so creative I feel detached from reality now I'm on a footballer's salary I flew to Rome And the roof of the Sistine Chapel looked like an art gallery Me, I got close to insanity On the roadside moving raggedy Now I'm in a Vatican thinking strategy Can't think of an MC in my category All this from a one-bedroom flat I wanted a reminder not to look back That's the reason why I got King of the North tattooed right across my six-pack And the artist came from Italia The home of the Mafia Never in debt, I'm a Lannister They know I'm of a different calibre I climbed to the top without a banister And last year got smashed, no manager Man can say what he want But I'll never let anyone assassinate my character Some relationships don't work And the separation hurts I know these are simple words But I always told her I loved her first I used to be so immature Even though the love was pure I was never always all yours Some of them nights on tour You could've walked out through the open door When the love turned into a war And now I'm gonna buy you a house just so you know you're secure. 
Let me get it off my chest Turns out no matter how much money I make I still can't pay to correct All of the trauma it still feels fresh But never again would that get me depressed Don't mind going out as a legend As long as I'm known as Manchester's best go that was uh bugsy malone by men2 so let's get back to kevin and then we ended up coming to an agreement where you know they, they sort of uh, paid me out my contract a little bit more and what they'd uh I maybe got two weeks instead of a day but uh, <laughs> it was better than nothing but um no listen like i say with you know like i say with dino for for whatever reason it was um but again no problem with him uh, you know it's, listen he's 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 a good guy. He's a funny guy, and 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 he's he's done a hell of a lot playing wise in the game, and and he went on to manage, you know, and and do well mm. for Donny and stuff like that. So no problem, like I say, no problem with anybody. He's a good guy, and you know, and you know, you just don't look past that. And then I actually, my brother was obviously out in Dallas. Um, he was actually one of the coaches for the academy. So, oh, yeah. um, so he obviously knew the manager and the coaches and stuff, and uh, he actually had a word with the with the manager and said, "My brother's played, you know, two or three hundred league games. You know, he's he's wants to come out to America. Would you would you fancy having a look at him and stuff?" So, they agreed to for me to go over there. So I flew out, stopped off on the way to play a friendly match, and then and then flew to Dallas. Um, and then did a couple of training sessions, and then got invited to a pre-season uh, camp down in Arizona, um, which was crazy hot. It was like in the middle of the desert, and you know, playing games and stuff. But I did well um, at the time. So, so the day before they were coming back, uh, they pulled me in and said, "We'll make a decision tomorrow on what you know what you want to do and stuff." So I said, "Yeah, no problem." Um, and then the day of the flight, they pulled me in and said, right, Kev, we want to offer you a contract. Um, so I, I was like, brilliant, no problem. Uh, but maybe a year before that, I actually went out, and maybe a lot of people don't know, but I actually went out to trial with FC Toronto Oh yeah. Um, in the MLS. And John Carver was the manager at the time, and he was obviously my um my youth team manager, academy manager at Newcastle. Yeah. So myself and a player called Martin Britton went out on trial. And oh, I remember Martin uh, Britton. He came to you. Yeah, mm. yeah, Brits. Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah. So and so he's uh, me and me and Brits went out to Toronto and they actually offered me a four-year contract when I was still at Carlisle, um, but it was only guaranteed for a year. So how the league works out there, the only the uh, the contract can be twenty years long, but it's only guaranteed for one or two years. So. It was only guaranteed for a year, so I didn't really want to move all the way out there to, to to Canada with only a guaranteed season, and then you can just get drafted elsewhere. So when obviously FC Dallas offered me the the sort of contract, even though it was only a year's contract, I, you know, I sort of said, "Yeah, listen, I'll, I'll whatever you know you take, whatever you you're offering," and obviously the money they were offering was a hell of a lot better than what I was getting at Wrexham anyway. So going from Wrexham and going to the MLS was was actually quite a big thing, really. Mm. Um, but then, so we got on a flight, flew back to um, for, to Dallas, and literally when when we landed, 
Um, it was all agreed, all everything was all going to the league and stuff. So when we landed, the manager pulled me over and said, Kev, we've got a bit of news for you. I said, well, what's, what's happening? He said, well, the league have just signed a player for FC Dallas and he's taken your last international spot. <laughs> so, and he was a young under 18 called Fabio Castillo. Uh, he was a young Colombian international player. Uh, good, very good player. has gone on to play in Europe and stuff now. Hmm. Um, so at the time they sort of said, listen, we don't have an international spot. You can stay around for a little bit and, uh, and sort of, um, you know, and train and stuff, which I did. And then I actually tried to get a bit of a job um, in America. I was doing, you know, doing a bit of coaching just to stay out and keep it. And then I just got fed up of it, age to be honest, mm. all the messing around, all the moving around ever since that Yeovil town move, you know, when I was sort of released, yeah, yeah. when I was really disappointed about that. It just sort of went from one thing to another. And I was getting a bit older and, and I thought, you know what, this is, uh, I was falling out of love of a bit really of being such a high of winning the league and, yeah. you know, having such a sort of good time in it to then traveling down to different places and being, you know, being on the, being in the stand and having been away from home and stuff. So it just become a little bit sort of, uh, I just sort of fell out of love with it a little bit and decided to come back home from America um, and to be honest, my sort of wife at the time, you know, sort of, she was, uh, she, well, partner at the time, uh, before I got married, she was, uh, she was pregnant. So I ended up coming back and thought, you know what, I'm going to concentrate on my family. I'll go and play part-time in Manchester because I'd still owned a house when I bought, when I bought a house when I signed for Wrexham. So to be honest, H, I sort of, from that point onwards, I just sort of decided to, you know, to sort of look at a football a little bit differently. Um, mm. Came back, um, Moved back into the house and stuff, and then I got offered to go up to play cash in hand for uh, Darren Edmondson um, at Workington. Hmm. So um, offered me cash in hand to go and play, and I just go and literally turn up on a Saturday. And actually, one of two of the lads, Stuart Green and Mark Boyd, I was at Newcastle with. So I thought, you know what, it'd be great. It, it's two hours there on a Saturday. I'll drive. I'll play. I'll drive home. Um, and did that for three games, played against Geisley, um, did really well. And then um, one of the other lads I knew from when I was at Lincoln, he said, oh, well, why didn't he come and play for us? You know, I'll speak to the manager. So I ended up going to Geisley um, and played five games with Steve Kitrick and, um, uh, you know, sort of thought I'd done really well, to be honest. Thought I'd sort of, you know, I'd scored some goals, played well and then, he pulled me in after one of the games and said, oh, I need a little bit more from you. And I thought, uh, I mean, what more can I do? I'm, you know, I'm 28, 29 years old. I'm, you know, I'm sort of, I'm not training every day anymore, you know, and sort of, and I thought I was actually doing quite well. So, and at that point I thought, you know what, I've had all this now and now this, I just thought this has got to be the sort of last straw for me really. And I just mm. sort of, after, after that point, H, I just thought, you know what, he said, oh, he said, sign for another month and, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. And I just said to him at the time, I went, listen, thanks, but no thanks. Um, that's me finished, you know, and, and I sort of finished on that sort of note, really, which was a, which was a massive shame. Um, so how old would you have been then, Kev? I was about 28, 29. Which is very young to retire yeah. from football, isn't it? Yeah, which was very young. And listen, I see a lot of players now and a lot of players that I played against still playing, a lot of lads still playing and you know, announcing their retirement and stuff. Listen, I had nothing about I You know, I I, I just sort of faded out hmm. um, of the game, really. Um, and 
listen, you're very, you're very quickly forgotten in football age, and um, you know it just the first couple of years, to be honest, was <laughs> difficult to say the least. Um, you know, sort of having that high and disappointment, and sort of coming out of the game, and and mm. sort of being and thinking, you know what. I'm still good enough to be playing football league, you know, in the football yeah, league. I'm yeah. still good enough to be a pro footballer. And, you know, I had the opportunity to go and maybe trial at a few clubs and stuff again and stuff, H. But, you know, I just thought, is that really what I want and stuff? And, you know, is that really sort of, do I really want to, you know, ring up Yorval Town again and say, oh, I'm 30 year old, can I come down on trial and stuff, which I could have done at the time. And I'm sure the manager would have respected that at the time. But I thought, you know what? It's not the right thing to do, and I just sort of went away from it a little bit, to be honest. So, what are you doing now, then, Kev? Agent or something? Is it? Or, or? Yeah, so yeah, or like I say, so to be honest, I came out of here for a while, and and obviously the American links I had um, with Lee Matthews, obviously I brought down to Yeovil Town from Bristol City. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known Lee for twenty odd years and stuff, so I've just sort of sort of helping him uh, with players and stuff. So. It was just like an in. It was just like an in with me, like a keeping in with football. Because, like I say, left home at 14, 15 years old, went away, don't have any qualifications. Came out of football with no qualifications. So, what was I to do next? You know, and yeah. nine to five, nine to five job. It was like I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, I only train for two hours a day. So it was, you know, it was an in, uh, a stick in with football with me. And 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 like I say, I mean. You know, I'd like to think that I've got a good name in in the game. A lot of people know who I am. Um, I could pick up the phone to quite, you know, more or less quite a lot of people, and you know, and sort of help out with players. And you know, like I say, I've had my career, and my my career's gone and stuff. So if I can help anybody um, and help any players and stuff, and even you know, one player in the world, if I can help them, it, it gives me that buzz really of sort of seeing other people do well. Um, you know, and, and and that's what I get out of football now. I love I love watching football. Um, I love sticking my boots on and going playing in in Manchester with all the inner city kids in Manchester. I, that's just my joy of, of of football and stuff now, mate. So I take that away from uh, from that kind of stuff really. And you're living in Manchester, are you? Yeah, I'm in Manchester still. So I've been here since uh, since I obviously when I when I bought a house when I when I mm. when I was at Wrexham. Um, I've been around a few different places with work and bits and pieces. I've been up to Newcastle, lived in Leeds. I've lived all. Right, so it's time for the last of Kevin's musical choice. And this one's called Gold Roses by Rick Ross. I'm home now, it's over now. She got a thing for Chanel Vintage that drop before she can speak English. Do you love me and love seeking attention? I mean, which one is it? You keep calling me a twin, but twins ain't this different. Mentally, I'm already on next year. That's some 2020 clear vision. You saying let you finish. I ain't trying to hear it. I'm off of spiritual lifting, but I don't fly spirit. I'm off of finding happiness, but down to die serious. All smiles, Kevin Durant trials. Had to blow it on a court, I must have blew a milli. I'm walking on all charges, that's my new Achilles I know they love to rock the check, but who gon' do it really, really? My depositions never surface Tenenbaum know the logo on the jersey is getting purchased Ten years in and y'all yet to hear my most impressive verses 
paid the cost to be the boss wasn't even my most expensive purchase. Trust when I say I'm never on the shit they assuming I'm on. Tales about me are like Corridos and Coolia Khan. Sashimi from Saito, you know that man, two Michelin star. Postcard from Grace Bay, sending my distant regards. Vision wasn't mine, told my niggas the vision was ours. Still a part of Shorty, even if we've been living apart. Rocks will do you filthy for me soon as I give him the nod. Meaning he'll blast for me like putting a six with the guard. Hop on the float and show the city the one they appointed. The one that's rebuilding schools and feeding the homeless. Hang with my niggas, but sometimes I be trying to avoid it. Cause they'll get to popping out of place like they double jointed. Goals was the top of the pyramid in this shitty world. I gotta get the most of everything as the axis on which it's sitting twirls. Point blank period, like a city girl. And then I bring it back to 50 world. Hey. Whoa. You made me this way, yeah. Before I'm gone out of this place, yeah. Put some flowers in my face, won't you? Let me know that I did okay. Don't wait till some other day, no, no. They let her wait till it's too late. It's too different. late. Yo, hey. I was nominated, never won a Grammy. But I understand, they'll never understand me. A lot of lives lost, but I never panicked. A lot of lines crossed, I never did a zany. A hundred room mansion, but I felt abandoned. Love making love, but where would love land me? Jealous, so they bitches be acting like they sleeping on us. But they speaking on us, jewelers, quarters, even numbers. Still blowing smoke as angels float above us. Love giving back, but will they ever love us? Chanel in the mail, FedEx for Pharrell. And what I got for sale, just sit on the scale. Triple beam dream, a buck on the shades. I really seen things give mothers the shakes. I really bought cars with women on face. I know it seemed hard, but money amazing. College loans really the fuckable credit. Discover cars, look back, I know she regret it. But we keep pushing, keep our foot on the pedal. In the mirror, she a blessing, rebuking the devil. Living on the edge, she keeping me level. Money come and go, I'ma keep you forever. Money come and go, I'ma keep you forever. Slip on glass slippers, a ticket with feathers. Everywhere we go, we create a dilemma. Coming to America, really the set. I let your soul glow, I'm keeping you wet. All my cold Decembers, I know she remembers. Forgiveness for a sinner, but is it that simple? Holding on your hands, your body's a temple. Fly you out the cans, menages with bitches. Lobsters in the prawns, start you with spinach. Bottles for the dawn, our party's the biggest. Biggest, biggest. Maybach music. Maybach music. Hey. Whoa. You made me this way, yeah. Before I'm gone out of this place, yeah. Put some flowers in my face, won't you? Let me know that I did okay, yeah. Don't wait till some other day, no, no. They let her wait till it's too late, too late. Hey. Had a dream, she was singing to me like Gladys Knight. True love in the projects, it's called paradise All your niggas left, you wasn't acting right But honesty itself a small sacrifice My money bag heavy, got me begging light You moving funny, can you feel my appetite? Niggas' conversations, a lot of it false You own condos right over Carnegie Hall Speak about your cars, but all of them park Your niggas' money light, come out of the dark You really are my type, it's not a facade One of the reasons why I write, we got a synopsis I'm always at the top of barbershop gossip After further thought, better not knock 
Allocate some dollars to go out shopping. Bitch, we on the rail, it's time to stop talking. Hey, whoa, you made me this way, yeah. Before I'm gone out of this place, yeah. Put some flowers in my face, won't you? Let me know that I did okay, yeah. Don't wait till some other day, no, no. They let her wait till it's too late, too late. Hey. There we go then, Gold Roses by Rick Ross. So that coming out of Football H and trying to find your feet a little bit and stuff, mate, to be honest, a lot of people will, would have no idea how hard it is, to be honest. And, mm. you know, everybody has this perception of ex, of professional footballers. Oh, he's an ex-professional footballer. He doesn't need any money. He doesn't need mm. this. He doesn't need that. And listen, you know, a lot of people don't realise and probably a lot of the Yeovil Town players now you know listen there's no way they're going to be earning the uh, an amount of money that they can retire on and not and not uh, work again H so no, that's right absolutely you know it's it, it's it's you know and, and I hope I hope that I wish that sort of the bodies would do a lot more for players current players to make sure they they they, they sort of get ready for afterlife because it honestly is like mm. sort of that but Such a uh, difficult transition, really. Are you happy doing what you're doing now, though? I mean, you, you know, you. you, you... Hey, hey, so, hey, listen. I have, like I say, to be honest, mate. Anything in football, anything in football is what I know. You know, I'm, mm. I'm, I, football's, football's in me from when I was a kid. So that's all I've ever done. That's all I ever know. Hey, so anything I can do in football, you know, even if it was scouting or even if it was sort of recruitment and stuff like that. I mean, I, I went in. A little bit to to do a bit of recruitment for a private football academy that that didn't work out on their part with the with the funding and stuff. But um, anything to keep in the game and stuff and watch young players develop and stuff like that um, it, for me is is brilliant. And it's funny enough, I actually I actually met met up with Darren Way a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Darren's enthusiasm and Darren's sort of the way he is and passionate you know even though he was like that as a player to see what he's like now and wants to help kids and he wants to help people develop and stuff like that football's and you see all these other players and you know John are doing really well hmm. um, I bumped into Kirk Jackson last year at a football tournament um, I speak to Jake Edwards who's now the president of the USL in America uh, yeah he's doing you know, well isn't he yeah. yeah really well so you know, Gav Williams, you know, is, is obviously manager of Mirtha, his boys now signed for Fulham. Yeah, Paul Terry's yeah. Paul Paul Terry's obviously doing really well. Is you know, West things Brom like that. Yeah, West mm. Brom, Skivo's back in ball with Oval. You know, for me, you know, all that kind of stuff, to be honest. It's, would would it's, you consider coming back in uh, in a managerial side of things or uh maybe a recruitment side. <laughs> yeah. After after seeing what's happened to Skivo and Darren Wade, to be honest, it's Listen for, for what they've you know the 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 amount of how they were so loved at Yeovil and then at one point so wanted 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 them out of the club as a manager and so it's so difficult for for players going back in and being a manager and mm. and stuff like that. Listen, I, I'd love the opportunity to do that, but the coaching stuff wasn't really something that I was massively interested in. H it was more no, the no. it was more the it was more the talent ID. It was more the sort of recruitment mm. stuff really and. 
I actually did a little bit for the Welsh FA for you know the talent ID and stuff for the Welsh FA. Yeah. Um, giving them players for the that have sort of Welsh sort of heritage and stuff in them to go and play for Wales. So I've always kept in with doing that kind of stuff. Eight. So you know from mm. seeing as much as I've seen ex players and and ex teammates do really really well. I think you have to be a certain you have to have a certain something in you to be a manager and and stuff like that and. You know, I mean, we always say it. Me and Lee actually have. We always have this joke about you know, Darren Way and 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 Lee Johnson were always going to be football managers when we when when we were going out on a Saturday night and they were going scouting another game for Gary. You know, yeah. that told you at the time that uh, that that was going to be their path after football and stuff. So um, and good luck to them. Listen, I, I for me, I wish every single person I came across football that. If they can have a job in football and do well in it, you know, you, you always want, you, you know, your friends and ex-teammates to do well, H. You know, you always yeah. want to see people do well. It's never nice seeing people get the sack and no. and throw out of a job and looking for the next job and stuff. It's, it's horrible, but that's the business, that's the football business we're in, you know. Well, a very honest and a very thoughtful Kevin Gall there talking to us on Glover's Golden Oldies. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will remember Kevin scored goals for fun for Oval Town in their promotion year from the uh, the conference back to uh, League Division 2. Well, it was three actually at the time, but uh, two now really effectively. But anyway, thanks to Kevin. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've enjoyed the music. Music? Um... And join us again next week when we will have another guest on the Glover's Golden Oldie. This is Three Valleys Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewitt Park. to Glover's Golden Oldies here at Three Valleys Radio.